God bless you and thank you for joining Kingdom Authority with your hosts, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris and Bishop Latresa Jester, broadcasting live via Blog Talk Radio. Our radio ministry is dedicated to helping each and every listener learn how to stand in the authority and power of God, live a victorious life in Christ Jesus, reign and rule as a son and daughter of the Most High God, and utilize your gifts for the glory of God and advance the Church of Christ Jesus. Now is your chance to get kingdom empowered, and we want to hear from you. So if you would like to speak directly with our host, call us at 646-668-2413. And let's join our hosts, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris and Bishop Latresa Jester on Kingdom Authority. Good evening. Good evening. So excited to be here on this wonderful, blessed evening. It is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice, and we will be glad in it, won't we? It's a great day to give God praise. Wonderful is his name. So glad he woke us up this morning and started us on our way. It's a blessing to be in his presence. It's a blessing to be on this line. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. I am one of your hosts on tonight, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, and I'll be here with you for the next 30 minutes to an hour. We're just going to be brief tonight. We're still talking about marriages that last. This is part two, and we're going to continue to press in the name of Jesus. What a blessing it is to operate with Kingdom Authority in the way of marriage ministry. It is a blessing to be able to even talk about the goodness of being married, the wonderful gift to say that we represent the Lord Jesus Christ and the church. It is a profound opportunity to talk about how we can have authority in the kingdom, in marriage, in the binding, um, in the yoke of marriage, the good yoke of marriage. I want to tell you tonight that we are still going to give us to talk about marriages that last. It is critical and it's a pivotal point in the body of Christ to show forth what God has put together. Let no man put asunder. And I'm telling you, those who are listening and will listen, we have got to stand for the right thing, the right thing in Jesus Christ. And if God put it together, since he sanctified marriage, since he created marriage, we are not going to make a mockery of it. We are not going to set it aside. We are not going to say that it's just a, a piece of paper. We're not going to say it's just a ring. We're not going to say it's just getting together to do the things that we just want to do. No, this is a commitment, and it's a commitment unto God, commitment unto man, commitment unto one another, that we will submit to one another in love and show forth what God has put together. It's an exciting time to talk about the goodness of the Lord and what he is doing in marriages. We're going to talk just a little bit about that tonight, and then we're going to pray. I feel led to really pray about 
what's going on in the body of Christ and the way of marriages. And we want to destroy destroy some demonic actions that are happening. So I'm going to need y'all to come on in, invite your friend, tell them to come in. We need to pray about this. We need to tell people what God is doing in marriage. We need to tell people, the man and woman, that says, I'm going to commit. It's not easy. It's not always the best. I know it's ugly at times, but there are some good times. I know they're going to see me and ask my words, but there are some great times. I know there's maybe sickness that comes up, but there are some great times. And so we're going to stand in the gap for people who are in marriage. This is not for the single people on tonight. Lifting up the, the husband, lifting up the wife on tonight, talking about a few things that we have to do, that I've learned to do, that I'm learning to do, and we're going to walk this out together in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, I didn't come to play about this. This is some serious business. So I want you to tell your sister girl, I want you to tell your homeboy, tell them to get on, get on and dial in. Um, they can call 646-668-2413. They can also get on by way of the web. There's a link if you go to my Facebook page at Dancia Jones Morris or Dancia Morris. Tell them to look it up. We want you on tonight. We want to seek God on behalf of marriages. We want to seek God on behalf of what he has sanctified. We want to seek God on behalf of how he is doing it in the name of Jesus. And if you're seeking to be married, pray and lift up for the men and the women who are married now, who are walking in what God sanctified, not what man certified, but what God sanctified. I hear that. Not what man certified, but what God sanctified. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not against love. It loves everybody, but one thing I stand on is the word of God, and the word of God says what God has joined together, and he says it's husband and wife. It is male and female, and I stand on that. You believe what you want to believe, but my belief on this broadcast, my belief will be sanctified under the Holy Ghost, according to what the infallible written word of God says. I want somebody to shout hallelujah for that. His word is what tells us what we need to do, and that's what this broadcast says. Now, I will pray that people will see God for who he is and who he shows us he is and what he has done. My belief is this, that God is doing a mighty, profound work with husbands and wives that commit themselves first to God and to their marriage. I didn't say children. I said to God and their marriage. We've got it twisted, and I need to pray and get to the word of God, but we've got it all messed up. We're putting our children first, and God did not say that to be so. What he has put together, if man is to leave his mama and daddy for the wife, then guess what? He is saying that this marriage has to be in such a way that it covers children, but the children do not come first. I'm going to talk about that hopefully in just a little bit. 
want you to understand on tonight, this, we have got to come cut the head off the snake when it comes to marriages on this night, when it comes to people putting down their vows on this night. And I'm talking to me. I'm talking to you, my brother and my sister. It's a great day to renew your faith in God in the way of your marriage. It's a great night to say, I'm recommitting. I don't even feel like it, but I'm recommitting to what God says my marriage is to be. be. And I want you, oh God, to be the head in charge, the overruler, the super ruler in my marriage. I want you, God, to be the center of it, the reason why we stay so we can glorify you, God, so that our marriage will glorify you. So you know what? It's a great night to talk about marriages that last. God has put it on me. Apparently he wants me to do it, regardless of who does it with me or not. And so I'm going to say, as a married woman, it's critical that we stand in the way of, of what God is going to do in the path, stay in the path of what he's going to do and allow him to do it. I'm not talking about being his way in the midst that you stop and what he's doing. I'm talking about what we do for Christ, what we do for Christ in our marriage. And so God is making us holy in our marriage. Let's just pray and get to the word of God a little bit. I'm going to show you some things on tonight that I never saw before, but it's very vital that we learn it when it comes to marriages. Listen, God is so great. Let's go before him. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, God, we bless you. We praise you. We give you all the praise because you're worthy. You are the everlasting God. You are the way maker and the miracle worker. You know, God, you are just all in all. And so we love you. We say thank you, God. We don't always feel like it, Lord. We don't always feel like pressing, but thank you for the press, the extra, extra strength that we need. And so, Lord, we bless you on this evening. We say thank you, oh, God, for marriages. We say thank you, oh, God, for those who have set the path of what marriage should be like or at least look like or at least follow some of the things that they do or did. And, God, we honor you because you've already laid out the plan for us to be holy in marriages, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in one marriage, Lord. We've been going to and fro, God, doing many different things, but this time we're saying yes to you. And, Father, I lift up marriages. We're going to pray again, but, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for those who join on, those who will listen in, those who will seek you, God, in this broadcast. I honor you and bless you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. What a good night it is. What a good night it is to come in and to say, Lord, we want this marriage to last, God. We want to this marriage to last. I've been talking to several people, and there's been people um, married over 50 years, married over 62 years that I've been talking to. A little bit different for them to come on, so they've just been sharing things with me. I decided to do it a different way. And some of the things that were told unto me is this. Um, and you know what? First, before we do that, let me just read something. Y'all know we started with a quote, and someone told me before, don't miss the quote. I like the quotes when you give out the quotes, so I don't want to miss this quote. And I want to make sure we say it. But we're going to talk about what these men and women of God 
um, and, and those who have just been married for a long time. You know, you can learn from a lot of people. And so those who have just been married a long time and what they've said to me. Here's a quote today. You can't just give up on someone because the situation's not ideal. Great relationships aren't great because they have no problems. They're great because both people care enough about the other person to find a way to make it work. Listen, you just can't give up on someone because the situation's not ideal. Just because it's not what you thought it would be, just because it's not the best in your mind, just because it's not everything that somebody else told you it should be. It's not about that. Your relationship is your relationship. Your marriage is your marriage. And you make it what it needs to be. You're, if every person in the marriage, husband and the wife, in that just the two together, we ain't talking about all this polygamous stuff, the husband and wife, a monogamous relationship, a monogamous commitment, one to another, you make it what it needs to be made. Every marriage has a purpose in the body of Christ, and you have to determine what is your purpose in being together of doing what God wants you to do for the kingdom in the kingdom to operate in authority. So great relationships aren't great because they have no problems. Man born of woman is a few days, and guess what? They're full of trouble because we're born of a woman. So we're going to have trouble here on this earth until the great marriage happens, the great wedding happens, which is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ for his bride. And we'll talk about that in Revelation 19. So get your Bibles ready, Revelation 19. Here's the rest of that quote. They're great because bold people, not just the husband, not just the wife, but working together will care enough about the other person to find a way. It didn't say to do the way, to find a way to make it work. Here's that word work in marriage. A lot of people think there's no work. There's much work, honey. If you want it to last, if you want anything to last, through a problem, through a situation, we have got to realize it's going to take work. It's going to take you doing something. It's going to take us sacrificing. It's going to take us doing what we thought we couldn't even do, that we had the strength to do, that was even possible. It is critical to follow the infallible word of God to help sustain you through marriage. Don't shy away from this thing. Don't think just because it's love that you can just make it. Love is wonderful and it's beautiful in marriage and really is helpful to help you find a way to make up in the marriage what is going to work for your marriage, for your unity, for your togetherness, for your purpose. And God has been revealing over in the midnight hour some things that we have to do according to the marriages that last. I want you to share with someone. Tell them to call in, 646-668-2413. I want you to hit 
Go on my Facebook page, Dancia Morris. Share it with somebody. Tell them to dial in. I'm going to help release some things in marriages on tonight. And he has given me the authority, the kingdom authority, to release this. Not that everything is great for me, but he has a he has laid his glory on my life to walk through this process and make sure that we do some of the things that he has said we need to do. So if you're going to do this, it requires us to sacrifice, lay ourselves down, and know it may not be fair. Know it may seem like it's the wrong thing at times. But if you go to the great word of God, you will understand it is so important to turn the other cheek. It is so important, and Jesus did this time and time again. He turned his own self. I just preached this today. He called the betrayer and his time to go to the cross. He called his betrayer friend. And if we want to see victory, it is so vital for us to understand that God will cause us at times to have to lay down, and sometimes it seems like we're being run over, but he will sustain us. He will keep us. He will charge us. He's married to the backslider, and if he's married to the backslider, surely he loves those who is doing his will. Surely he loves those and will sustain us and keep us and guide us and and give us his glory and show us his glory and saturate us with his love and be our keeper and be our guide and will take us through the tough times in life when it comes to marriage. Surely he will do that when it feels like you're so broken, when some words are being said and it doesn't feel like the right thing. Surely he will take care of us. What is that? that we think God cannot keep us holy in marriage? What is it that we think that God cannot renew a marriage? I beg to differ on tonight. I beg to differ. And so God has shown me some things, talking with some others, and I want to share a few things on tonight. Let me just go with the things I was getting ready to say a few minutes ago. One of the things that I've learned from one of the couples I've talked to, and, you know, a lot of people don't want to get on the radio, and so we're just going to do it this way. I know a lot of us heard it, but one of the things that were said is never go to bed mad. Never go to bed mad. Never go to bed mad. Hear me. I'm going to tell you that has been a struggle for me. And so what I had to learn in this season is that it is so vital for me to talk about what we can get through in order to make come to some type of agreement so we don't go to bed mad. Now, it could be worth separating different places for that one night or whatever the case, but we're going to talk this thing out because we can't go to bed mad. What if we don't wake up the next morning? 
What if something happens and we forget to say I love you? What if something happens and we forget to apologize? We don't always have to be right. Hear me what I'm saying on tonight. We don't always have to be right. And I'm going to tell you, as transparent as I can be, on Internet radio that will go down in history, (laughs) that kind of rhymes, I want to tell you right now, it is challenging for me to say I, I am sorry. Why? Because I don't want to say it because I think I'm right. <laughs> but I had to learn. I'm not always right. And so for that knowledge, I have to say that was my fault. Now, we could have been right in the moment. You don't have to hold on to right or you're thinking of right. So as a result, and when I was researching some things, I noticed that the reason people can't stay, stay mad a lot of times is because they think they're right and they have prideful spirit. Marriage is no room for a prideful spirit because guess what's coming? Destruction. I have a good friend, and I hope she gets on tonight and, and lets me know she wants to get on because she has inspiration to me when it comes to, you know, what to do in marriages. And I'll tell you this one thing. It is vital, vital for us to cover one another. The other thing I learned from one of the couples is to cover one another in love, praying for one another, not selfish prayers, but true prayers for your partner in life. I ain't talking about just any partner. I'm talking about the woman praying for the the man, the man praying for the woman. Don't get me twisted on tonight. I'm talking about praying and covering one another unselfishly, saying I want the best. I want your glory for them. I want you to elevate them. Help them to be humble, O oh God. Help them to be holy, O oh God. Help them to sacrifice for you. Help them, O oh God, to have your heart. I'm talking about prayers that says, I want you, O oh Lord, to bless them, even them. That's not the even me one. Uh-uh. I'm talking about unselfish prayers, prayers to the fact that you lay down what you want so that God will give them what they need and even their desires. That's the kind of prayer I'm talking about. And when you get to that point and the husband does it for the woman and the woman does it for the the husband, the husband does it for the wife, the wife does it for the, the husband, then you begin because your prayers are unified, then you begin to have the unity of God that binds us together. Let's talk about the word marriage. The Greek word for marriage is yamos, and it's a masculine word, yamos. The root word is yam, which is to bind, unite. Listen, masculinity 
showed me that this word, marriage, is a profound, authoritative headship word. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it is the thing that takes precedence over the inferior things. Marriage is something that is binding. It's to unite. That's what the root word means, to bind and unite. Now, I want you to understand, to bind and unite, binding is a fasten or secure, to fasten or secure with a band or bond. So when we talk about marriage, we're talking about we're talking about making sure we are bound together in love. Bind together in spirit. Bound together with the same fortitude, the same fortitude to make this marriage work. This is just not ordinary stuff. This is not ordinary stuff. We are talking about the greatness, the goodness of God, and what he is going to do in marriages. I am telling you, God has placed this so profound, and I couldn't understand some of the things I have gone through in in my life when it came to marriage. I couldn't understand why I had to experience it, why I even had to start some mess. Can I talk for real? <laughs> why I didn't see things the way I should have seen them, faith, sanctified, anointed, glory, preaching, prophesying, talking to others about stuff, and making a mess of my own stuff. Y'all not hearing me? Say what you want to say. Judge me how you want to judge me. Only one person I live for, the one that I live and move and have my being in, which is God, the Almighty One, the Adonai, the El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the one that holds me in the midnight hour, the one that catches and bottles my tears, That's the one I care about. I care about him so much that I will pray for my husband. You got to care about God so much that you will for your wife. You have to love God so much that you will cover them in prayer. And so one of the things I learned, I feel like I sound like Pastor T. One of the things I learned is that we have to cover things in prayer. Pastor T, if you on, holler at me so I'll know so I can get you on because I feel you on tonight being here on here and sharing some things. And I know that's on the spot, but let me tell you something, people of God. We have to be able to shift when it's time to shift. And until we have um, Bishop back on in her travels and today's her ninth anniversary, I want you to understand we are going to press and do what God says each and every time he says it and be obedient to him. Be obedient to him. Listen, the other thing I've learned when it comes to marriages is to be able to share each other's stories. What does that really mean? I, I didn't really understand that. 
each of us has our own individual purpose. Each of us have our own individual story. Each of us have our own individual goals. What happens in marriages that we merge those goals and not to the point that individual goals are still not met. What this looks like is that the husband then says, oh, you want to achieve this? Let me help you to achieve it. The husband then says, um, okay, I need your help in this area. Can you just help me do this? I want you to understand it is critical for us to come together and be able to say, and Pastor T will be on with me in just a moment. I'm so excited. Pastor Carolyn will, I'll introduce her again, but some of you know her. Let's listen to this. What's so great about having individual goals is that we can come together and support one another as we achieve the things in life. What I didn't understand before someone shared with me, and I'm going to just put this out, um, the leader of my particular um, um, radio broadcast, Dr. Reverend Donna Ganey, helped me to understand some things about marriages. And marriage, you don't necessarily have to have your husband or your wife do everything with you when it comes to ministry. Your ministry, now that doesn't mean we don't support one another. It doesn't mean we just leave them out there. What it means is that there is something between each individual and God that says, I have to do what I was put on this earth to do. After all, before there was the other person, there was you and God. Before there was anything, anybody else, even mama, even daddy, and I know mama carried us in the womb, it was you and God. And he will have nobody else, I'm telling you today, he will have, and I'm going to talk about that sometime in November, December. God says, I am a jealous God. We don't, we don't say this too much anymore. But he's not going to have anything and anyone before him. I'm telling y'all, we're going to get this right, America. We're going to have to get this right. He's not going to have anything before him, not nothing. That don't make no sense, but not nothing. And I'm degreed, and I know what to talk. Nothing shall come before him in the name of Jesus. We're going to, we're going to have to be able to um, come together and acknowledge the fact that there are some ministries that are in each of us, and we have to support those ministries. But understand, the calling is on your individual life. And if God so chooses that you go, go, go down the same path, then you support one another in that path. But hear me, people of God, it is not just about, it is not just about what you do and it ain't just about what she does. It's not just about what you do, and it ain't just about what he does. We share this thing, and we support one another. That's what helps to make marriages work. I'm going to bring on Pastor Terrell in Cleveland. Um, I hope you're, you're there, my sister. I am. I am. Yay. <laughs> I know you didn't know about coming on, but let me tell you something. I said, okay, God, who are you going to send? 
because we're going to pray this thing through on today. And I, I, want you just to, I want you just to share some things. I have been talking to a lot of, um, and so I want you all to understand, I, I know this woman, and um, as, a, as a preacher, as a pastor now, I've been watching her for, she don't know this, I've been watching her for a while, but becoming friends has been the best thing that could have happened to me in these, this last year because it has shown me some things that I needed to release some things. I, I'm saying that so everyone can hear, and this is going to go down in history, because they got to know, Pastor T, what God has put in you is releasing things and not just um, others, but in me and in others. And so I, I don't say that to puff you up, but I say that so you understand because you taught me I need you to be able to walk in who and what you are. And so I'm saying today, thank you, and I will say it continually because you helped me to get to this point. Now we're going to talk about marriage a little bit. So can you just throw some things to the listening audience? And they're coming on. I'm telling you, they're coming on. So they want to hear this. <laughs> so they came me... on after I said you coming on. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. So let me say this. Um, I come to the table with uh, 22 years of marriage to my current husband um, and nine years with the, with the dude before that. Um, and so I've <laughs> seen um, the upside of marriage. I've seen the downside yeah. of marriage. I've seen what it takes to stay. I've seen what it takes uh, to leave. I understand um, a lot of things about marriage. But I think the thing that I am um, probably the proudest of is the cloth that I'm cut from. My parents have been married um, this past September, uh, yeah, last month, 58 years. My parents have been married for 58 years. And so for those folks who don't believe that it can be done, I beg to differ. I really do. I beg to differ. It takes uh, prayer. It takes a love for God. Uh, It takes an abiding love for your spouse. And it takes a decision. It really, 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 I've said this a thousand times to people who are, are married or want to get married. Love will get you to the altar. Decision-making is what's going to keep you married. Wow. Because you have, to make, you have to make a decision. Love got you there. But I promise you, I loved my first husband, too. You see, he ain't here. <laughs> he ain't here. And so love will get you there. But I am a witness in my own life that love will not keep you married. Decision-making is what keeps you married. It's that you have to decide that divorce isn't an option. Now, let me make sure I throw out all my caveats. I'm not asking anybody to stay in anything that's abusive. I'm not asking anybody to stay in something that God didn't ordain. I'm I'm not asking for all of that kind of stuff. But for those of us who know that we know that God sent the man or the woman to us that we are married to, if you're going through hard times, welcome to the club. That's what long term marriages are made of. If you've gone through some difficulties, infidelities, uh, somebody lied to somebody, somebody is different that you found out a secret after the marriage, uh, after you got married that you didn't know before you got married, welcome to the club. Uh, There's some stuff that you're going to find out in the course of life that life is going to show you that God is able to bring you through some stuff that you weren't sure that you could get through. Yes. And the truth of the matter is that in and of yourself, you can't. 
Can I just be wow. honest about that? In and of yourself, yeah, yeah. you will throw up your hands and say, I'm through. In and of yourself, in your own strength, you will find a good reason to walk away. And, all, and everybody around you will tell you that you're right, except God. Because we, we've mm. got to understand that the gift that God gave me in a husband was not a gift of perfection. It was a gift that brings me along. I am wow. better because of my husband. Lord, Lord, I am seen. better because of my yes. husband. Yes. I promise you he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you he's crazy. So is his wife. So is his wife. <laughs> so y'all fit together. But we, we stick together. I love his crazy and he loves mine. I know his crazy and he knows mine. I'm all right with his crazy and he's all right with mine. There have been times I don't know of any marriage around that hasn't had that moment where one eyebrow got raised and went, uh, God? Um, yes. Uh, but if you just <laughs> sit still, if you just stop listening to, to all of the rest of the voices, Yes. Mm-hmm. Incline your ear to God and let God lead you through some stuff. The Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you're with me. So when your marriage goes through the valley, incline your ear to God. Because sometimes we can't hear each other. I have to go listen to God, and he has to go listen to God. And because it's the same God, we end up with in the same place together. Mm. When he doesn't like me, and he has some real good reasons why he doesn't like me sometimes, and when <laughs> I don't like him, perfectly normal things that are happening in marriages, we don't like each other sometimes. But because of the commitment and because of the covenant we made before yeah. God, uh-huh. at the end of the day, if you buy your washing machine from Sears and it breaks down, J.C. Penney is not going to help you. What you say? If you get your husband from God. Yeah. If you go to your friends, your friends can't help you. So we've got to come to a place wow. where my commitment is more to God than it is to my husband. I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, uh, my husband loves God. I promise my husband loves God. And if it came down to a choice between me and God, uh, he's going to look at me and say, it's been real. <laughs> but he has the kind of relationship with God that causes him to go seek God about me. He has the kind of relationship. He honors his family enough yes, to Lord. not yes, walk Lord. away. And not walk away, but go seek God, however long that takes. And if there's silence in the household, sometimes we need to just lift our hands and say thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. If we can't talk right now, if we can't talk right this minute, sometimes we just have to say thank you. Because sometimes the silence is the place where God is. Because the Lord words may not yet be coming from God. Play. Oh, and I Lord don't need mercy. words. He doesn't need words from me, and I don't need words from him that didn't come from heaven. Mm. So if there's mm, silence, mm, don't, mm. Let the, don't let the silence make you nervous. Right. Don't let the silence uh, be that somebody is mad. 
Don't wow. assume that mm-hmm. the silence is a bad thing. In that silent time, if you're not sure where he is or you're not sure where she is, you go to God and uh-huh. you begin to see uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't control what he does. He can't control what I do. But I can go to my father. Hallelujah. And my father, who is in heaven, is looking down saying, she's just as confused as she can be. Let wow. me give her a word. <laughs> let me let her hear from me. She's drawing near to me, and I'm going to draw near to her. And so we got to come to a place where we understand that it is um, love will get us to the altar, but it's decision-making that's going to keep us married. Yes. Did y'all hear that? Love will get us to the altar, but how you make your – what choices you make will sustain you and keep the marriage. This is this. So we've been talking about choices every now and then on here, and kingdom authority is about your choice. If you don't have authority, it's because you chose not to have it. <laughs> because it's there right. for us. Am I right? It's there for us. Right. And so, and when and when you told me, and I, we're going to keep talking about this, but when you told me, um, just last week, I think it was. I need you to embrace that, and I'm just going to give a little bit, and I ain't going to tell everything she said to me. It's for me, y'all. How about that? Um, When you told me to embrace that, I went home and prayed about that, and at first I was like, I, I thought I was embracing it, but then I really understood after meditating on what it is and so and what it does to help others. And so I realized in that time, and we're going to, I'm going to tie this back into marriage, I realized that it was within my power to help someone else, the power that God gives. It's not about me, but he gave me the authority to ensure a certain thing for certain people in certain seasons of their life. And listen, why wouldn't we exercise the authority in our marriage? Why wouldn't we choose to stay committed? Why wouldn't we choose to lift up one another? Why would we make the choice to say, okay, there's a problem, but we can get through this? You just blessed me with the fact that don't let the silence, you know, get to us too bad. Calm down. Silence is the opportunity, um, from what I hear you saying, to go to God and see what's really going on, because it could be us. It could be that nobody's mad, just processing. (laughs) You know know what? I think at the same time, I think sometimes silence might start off in anger. But what if I could shift that thing? What if I could shift that thing? What if I have the authority? What if I have the kingdom authority to shift what started off as anger? To a God moment. Mm. What, if I have, what if? Because many times, if we just want to talk about the truth of the matter, many times, I, I know in my world, silence is better than words more than half the time. <laughs> yeah. There's a point yeah. in the conversation that both of us need to stop talking because if you say one more word, it's going to get ugly. 
And so that <laughs> silence really does begin from a place of frustration. It really does begin from a yeah, place of uh-huh. anger and disagreement uh-huh. and, and I don't like you and, and, and you ain't the boss of me and, and, and right. I ain't going to do that and she ain't going right. to tell me what to do. All of that's true, but what if in that silence, if I can catch a God moment uh, and uh, I can uh. go to God, uh. we just, we declare in churches all over the place that we can shift the very atmosphere around we us. Say That's it. what we say. Uh-huh. That's what we tell uh-huh. folks, that I can walk on uh-huh. my job and shift the atmosphere, and I can walk in the house of God and shift the atmosphere, and I can walk in a boardroom and shift the atmosphere. Baby, I just don't think I'm going to stop short. I can shift the atmosphere in my marriage too. Woo, what you say? If I believe God. The way I say I do, I can shift the atmosphere. That's not to say that it happens overnight. That's not to say that, that, that the person on the other side of this argument is ready for all of that, you know, high and holy speaking in tongues part yet. But it does shift something in me that I'm not right. mad anymore. Right. I started uh-huh. off, I stopped talking because I don't like you and I'm frustrated. And if I say another word, uh, gee, I, I, you might not know I know him. <laughs> but if I can really catch myself and I can really go back to God and repent for whatever I did wrong and then begin to talk to God about shifting this thing around, God help me to be able to say what he needs to hear. God help me to be able to hear what he's really saying. Anybody other than me ever know that sometimes there are words coming out of the other person's mouth that have a meaning that's different than the word that they used? Right. Uh They Uh said this, but they really meant that. Many of us right. do it. Yeah. But in an argument, I'm going to hang you with what you said. Right. Uh-huh. Sometimes we got to step back from our desire to be right. we got to step back from our desire to win. Uh. we got to step back from our desire to conquer and, and find out what did they really say? What did they really mean? Wow. I, I wish I could tell you the number of times uh, in the 30-some-odd years of marital experience I have that I've, I've re- I found myself in a place where I or they said something and what somebody else heard me say wasn't anywhere near what I meant. I, yes, yes, those are the words that I used. Those are the words that I actually used. But when I said them, they meant this. But when you heard them, they meant that. There's a place in us in the marriage that has to really love God enough to be able to communicate with our mates. I did a series um, a while back. I want to say it was uh, maybe late last year, uh, first part of this year, on communication. And the question I started with is, do you love God enough to communicate with me? You can't take the nice me. You have to take a, a, a person who you really don't like. Yeah. person who drives you up the wall. And in uh-huh. some cases, that's our spouse. <laughs> Whoa, yes, yes. Do you love God enough, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, 
with the evidence of tongues? <laughs> Do you love God enough yes. to communicate with your mate? Do you love God enough to go back and say, baby, can you say that one more time? Tell me what you wow. tell me what you mean. Explain that to me. Instead of assuming that I understand what you say, let me go back one more time and say, can you explain that to me? I wish I could tell you the number of times that what I understood originally was different than his intent. And so y'all pray. Y'all, y'all pray, Pastor Rovan, strengthen the Lord because he's married to me. Bless him. He, yeah, he, y'all, y'all bless him. We are praying. Y'all pray his strength in the Lord because he, he he puts up with a lot. <laughs> and he loves and he loves him from you, okay? He yeah, loves I him promise you. I, so hey, we are excited about yes, he that. Does. You know what I want to do? I want us to pray um, for marriages, and I want to share this scripture real quick. And it's going to um, not make sense too much, but catch catch it next week, y'all. We're going to talk about Revelation nineteen seven through nine. I did not. Ex- to have Pastor T on the line on tonight, and she was so willing after I texted her if she wanted to come on in the middle of this broadcast, and she is my sister for real, came on and talking for about real, for real. stuff that is real. You know, and, and so it's a blessing to be to have friends like this. And I want you to know, Pastor um, Bishop Jester is a saying, so don't get it twisted just because she's not on. There's a lot of things that she has, she's constantly doing, and so she won't always be on. But understand this. We are pressing, and I'm grateful for her on tonight. And I want to say we're going to talk about this next week, so catch it. Revelation 19, 7 through 9. I'm just going to read it and then preference what we'll talk about. The Bible says on Revelation 19, 19th chapter 7th verse Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory For the marriage of the Lamb Has come We're talking about the Greek word Yamos Binding, come from the root word yam Binding to unite And his wife has made herself Ready And to her it was granted to be Arrayed in fine linen Talking about the church The the. This is the marriage of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, when he returns with the, and to the church. The church has made herself already ready. So if we're going to have kingdom authority now, that's going to help us to be ready. I'm telling you, people of God. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. We're not coming just any kind of way here. Right now we got people coming in red, you know, red wedding gowns and purple wedding gowns, all this stuff. The Bible says the church will be presented clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And when you start start looking into that, it's white. Then he said to me, white, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Woo, you can't have a good marriage and not eat, y'all. I'm, I'm just talking, that's what to me. These are the true sayings of God. Verse 10, and I fell at his feet to worship him. Oh, we're going to go in about marriages, about worship. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus, but worship God. Woo, Jesus is so wonderful. 
For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I'm just reading it to put it out there. We'll go deeper into it when it comes to marriage and what it means, what it looks like. We got to go deeper. And I didn't realize we would go deeper. I would have never probably seen this unless God has taken me through the last few years of my life to see the, the significance of what we go through to be prepared in marriage and what how marriage relates to Jesus and the body of Christ and and worship, worshiping God, that is. So this is about God. I'm telling you, this marriage is, and that's why there's such a mockery of marriage and the institution of marriage. This is about God. It is really not about us besides to be fruitful and multiply, which is not just in the natural but in the spiritual. So let's go to prayer. And Pastor T, I feel led to have you pray on tonight. Um, I do know that God hears and answers your prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you lifting up marriages today, God. We thank you that you have given to us this as a principle and an institution in your name, God. We thank you, God, that the principles of marriage belong to you, God. And while the world has done whatever it's done, we say thank you to you, God, that you ordained marriage and that you understand exactly what it's supposed to be. God, we thank you that you have given us husbands and wives after your own heart, God. We thank you, God, that they are pictures of you and your love toward us. We thank you, oh God, that each of them is a gift to us, God, and we will treat them, God, like the gift that you intended them to be. God, we know that there are times that even in our relationship together, we all don't always understand you, God. We don't always understand what you're saying or what you're doing or or why you're allowing this, that, or the other to occur to us, God, but just like we trust you, God, we're going to trust you for our marriages, just like we trust you, God, when we don't understand what's going on with you, God, we're going to trust you in our marriages, God, that though we might not understand, God, though it might not feel good, God, though it might not be exactly what we thought it was going to be, God, we will stand in your strength, God. We will stand as you allow us to, God. We repent for anything, God, that we have done that comes against your principles, God, things that we have done within ourselves, things that we have said about our spouses, things that we have thought about our spouses, God, things that we have acted on, God, things that we, the sins that we have committed, God, against you and against our marriages. We repent, God, with the idea that we will turn away. And we look to you now, God, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, that we might have the faith to believe you, God, that not only will our marriages stand, God, but you'll restore that which was broken, God, that you'll restore our understanding, God, that you'll allow us to see each other, God, the way you see us, that you'll be able to let us know, God, that you're still in the midst of the marriage. God, we pray for the husband we pray for the yes, wife. Yes, we Lord. pray for families, God, that stand in the midst of the issues between the husband and the wife, God. Cover in the blood of Jesus the families that stand in the midst of the issues that the husband and the wife are having, God. Cover in the blood of Jesus now, God, 
Open our eyes that we might be able to see you in the spouse that you have handed us, God. We bless you yes, and you, Lord, we Jesus. honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We cover we cover marriages on tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Terrellyn Cleveland. Thank you, Pastor Terrellyn Cleveland, my girl. I am so grateful Amen. for you. So Thank you for having me. Anytime and always, I'm be, I'm very serious about that. <laughs> it's a privilege. Anytime and always. Mm-hmm. It really so y'all, is y'all an absolute sure to, privilege. Praise God. Let me tell y'all, make sure to, to look her up and follow her on Facebook, um, Terrellyn Cleveland, and let me just spell that for you, T-E-R, I believe it's R-I-L-I-N-E. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, T-E-R-R-I-L-I-N, Cleveland, C-L-E-V-E-L-A-N-D. Follow her on Facebook. Make sure you see that some of the stuff she posts will bless you. And I promise you, look her up. If you go to Gideon's page, you can hear her on the prayer calls from time to time when Bishop is not on there. I am telling you, you will be blessed by what you hear her say that God gives her. It's not just, it's not about her, but it's about what's on her life. And I'm telling you, it's a blessing. So thank you again for joining us on tonight. Let me leave you with this um, real quick quote. I think I can get it up real quick, um, and maybe not. But I want to leave you with this thought. It is not about the problem. The solution is in your hands. In your marriage, it is not about the problem. The solution is in your hands when you seek God. God bless you. Have a great night. Thank you again for joining us on Kingdom Authority. Until next Sunday night at 8 o'clock p.m., don't forget to join us and look us up on Facebook, Dancia Morris. We're here to bless you. God bless you. Have a good night.